winter storm all about us here in the eastern United States and North Carolina. Welcome to episode number 38 of the Honeycut Scenario with me, your host, Craig, where we have a virtual talk about things I find interesting. and Maybe you do, too. Uh, I am talking to you on the eve of a winter storm here on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Uh, you will be listening to this most likely in the morning, so good morning or good evening or good afternoon, wherever you are. I hope you have a beverage. hope you're doing good things in the world and being kind to yourself or being good to yourself, holding yourself accountable. Whatever it is that you need to be doing, do it well. Um, and I'm playing the nylon string guitar. And I'm excited about what's going to happen with the snow. Hopefully we're going to get some, finally. Uh, it reminds me of the excitement of growing up in Crofton, Maryland, uh, before a winter storm. You'd get that anticipation of anticipation of precipitation and all of the activities that are going to go with it. Uh, I know snow's not fun. If you have to go out and function, and if you're a truck driver or whatever, it probably totally sucks. But... If you can, enjoy it. It feels good. Uh, also, we have some uh, everything music coming up here April 30th at the Hamilton in Washington, D.C. Uh, my last podcast was about music and the feeling, and uh, that's a really big deal to me. Um, so it's nice to, be ma- nice to be making meaningful stuff. Uh, which is awesome. And also, uh, if you listen to my best of show right before New Year's, you knew that I had a lot of categories of best of. Um, I haven't done best of fruits or vegetables yet, so I, but I want to give a shout out to bananas and avocados um, because they're awesome. Like they're got to be some of the greatest things ever created. So let's give give props to bananas and avocados because they're awesome. So if you don't have bananas and avocados in your life, get some. Um, And then, you know, that's going to lead me to uh, today's topic. Well, bananas and avocados don't lead me to today's topic, but I'm going to transition into it anyway. And it's something that I, I was thinking about starting around 2017 and 2018. And that is the idea of walking the road between catastrophic success and catastrophic failure. And it's interesting because one of the metaphors that I talked about under different contexts, but there's a bridge that goes over the Potomac River, Route 301, uh, in between Maryland and Virginia, and it's a very narrow bridge. It's like one lane going each way, and there's like concrete barriers on either side, and it's a really high bridge, so so big boats can go underneath of it. And I'm always just like amazed that we're just so used to driving cars and then having cars coming the opposite way and then passing, you know, within feet of each other and that everybody just sort of knows that most likely nobody's going to screw up and, and have catastrophic failure. Um, so this is a little bit related to that in its own metaphorical way. And, you know, and it thinks me, it makes me think of like the idea of the razor's edge, you know, we're all walking the razor's edge. And it also reminds me of a story a bit of um, reading about George Clinton from Parliament Funkadelic. He did an interview, I think, in 2014, and he was talking about 
the music industry, and I come from the music industry, so I, industry, so I can totally relate. And he was saying that he's like, you know, I, I thought that when I got in the music industry, it was like most careers where you advance, like you go for it, you get a little higher and a little higher and a little higher, and that when you go for it, if you fail. You know, you just kind of dust yourself off and like keep trying to work on the rungs. But he's like in the music industry, if you go for it and you fail, it's catastrophic failure. Like you're just done. And it's amazing because it's actually kind of true. So when you're going for the brass ring, the trophy, and you don't get it, like a lot of times, like it's just gnarly. Um, so just a few little metaphors to set this up. And so walking the road between catastrophic success and catastrophic failure that came to my mind back in 2017 and 2018 when I first got introduced to cryptocurrency um, by a friend of mine who uh, did very, very well in, and I didn't know anything about it. He started explaining like Bitcoin and Ethereum and all of this. And my mind was just blown as to what decentralized currency is and the blockchain and kind of you know, the wealth creation around it. And I was very fascinated. And he like turned literally like tens of thousands of dollars into millions of dollars. Very ahead of the game, very smart. Um, and so in 2018, we hatched an idea to do a digital currency uh, investment agency to kind of get people's money going, um, start investing in cryptocurrency. Things were like really like, you know, blowing up. And it was exciting times. And as I was learning more and more about it, I was like, man, these are chaotic human games, mathematical games. And it made a lot of sense. But at the same time, it was like human consciousness expanding and, and what value creation was, what the perception of value was, what the nature of money was, uh, you know, expanding technology. And it was exciting and overwhelming. And doing a digital currency agency, it was like the Wild West where, you know, people were just starting to have to pay taxes. Like the government was trying to figure out like, well, you got to pay taxes. And it was just starting to become all, like legitimized in terms of, you know, real business. And it was an interesting time to be in there because it was like I wasn't an early adopter. It was like I was like a newbie. But still compared to where it was now and where it is now, it was it's like I was, you know, I guess an early adopter con compared to some. And so what we did was is we stood up an LLC, we stood up a digital currency investment agency, and um, my friend's portfolio was kind of like the first real client, and it was val it was a valuable portfolio. And it was really about legitimizing it about tracking it for taxes about you know just tracking the currency because you know with the passwords and everything it's like like i don't know like a college kid's notebook full of passwords that were incredibly valuable and creating legal documents so that things were like buttoned up and and the legal language like we were like kind of using analogs, but we were creating these documents to try to give it some container of legitimacy so that, you know, you could stay out of jail and stay out of like tax trouble and like also not lose your passwords and not like get your shit stolen and all of that. And I was like, oh, you know, in this business, like success will be avoiding catastrophic failure, but also catastrophic success. 
because if you get crazy and do too much and make a shit ton of money, like you can get in all kinds of tax trouble. You can also get too wealthy too fast and, you know, you can spend your money and then realize that you owe taxes on that money. And it's just like, you know, the idea that like you can be too successful too quickly and that it really made me think like, okay, well, what we're doing here is we're kind of functioning like a compressor in music, which, you know, anything about music, like there's waveforms and what a compressor does is it's sort of the high highs of, of the volume. It kind of like you can set it so that it'll like kind of trim the highs and boost the lows, not the frequencies, but the the signal strength so that it sort of stays even and it sounds good and it sounds consistent. And especially on bass, that's really super important to have the compression right. And so the idea with like something like cryptocurrency that was so incredibly volatile was to figure out a way to manage that volatility. And so it was like walking the path, walking the road between catastrophic success and catastrophic failure. Um, and it's interesting too, because it's like, you know, coming, I'm going to, I'm close to nine years of sobriety, which will be in March. And one of the things about being sober is, is they say, Hey, just watch out for a sudden change in fortune. Right. So if something tanks on you, like your wife leaves you or like you lose your job or something bad happens or you win the lottery, like how many stories about people winning the lottery are just terrible because it's like you all of a sudden you go from not having a ton of money to being like you have 50 million dollars and you can do whatever your little ADD mind wants to do. Right. So if you feel like you need to buy a helicopter today, you probably buy a helicopter and then you have some helicopter that you have to pay for, and maybe you fly it into the ground, like all kinds of stuff like that. So it's like the whole idea of the sudden change of a fortune is also one of those things that's like, you know, walking the road between catastrophic success and catastrophic failure. And here's another thing to think about, too, is that, you know, human beings like – and I've been like paying attention to this about like what's going on in the world. I pay attention to a lot of media, uh, read a lot of books about like just like what's happening, right? Because we want to have some context about – what the hell is happening in the world right now? And the news, it's like scaremongering. So much of the news, it's like if it bleeds, it leads, right? So people know, all the media knows that they can get you afraid or fired up or angry or whatever. On the negative, they know that you're, you're going to engage and then they make money because they sell you stuff, right? And that humans are like, we're programmed to be dealing with some existential threat, Something is always going to get us, and you have to be on guard for that so that we all don't get snuffed out. And I know I was thinking about like in the 80s, it was like getting blown up by nuclear weapons, and now it's climate change. Like the world is literally falling apart. That's the narrative. And there's a lot of evidence to the change. You know, I'm not here to, we're not having that discussion right now, but point is, is like, there's an existential threat going on and we need to figure out what is happening, but it's just a lot of negativity, right? There's existential threats with politics. Everything's an ex- existential threat. And on the flip side is the whole idea that part of what's going on right now is that human beings have been incredibly successful. Like we populated the entire globe. We figured out how to get resources from things. We have figured out how to like grow as a population, how to live in like houses with air conditioning and have Teslas and high powered batteries and satellites in space that allow you to watch football and to bet on football and travel around and go sit on the beach and take pictures of yourself and just 
we have this crazy, crazy sense of expansion, and that's actually a form of like evolutionary success. I mean, look at how many people are fat because we're programmed to like eat because it's like you don't, you know, somewhere in your cells, you're like, you get it while you can. And, and we just happen to be able to get salt and fat and all the stuff like en masse. And so that's a form of success. And you, and you might say that part of what our existential crisis might be with the climate deals with success and the burning of fossil fuels and overpopulation and the use of water and resources and all of that. So the idea is that you're trying to, you know, avoid catastrophic success and also catastrophic failure, right? These things are, are intertwined. So it was just something that was on my mind. Uh, and it's something I've been wanting to talk about and it, it helps me to articulate this to you. And maybe you've been thinking about things like this, uh, like I have, but maybe in your own way. So on that note, have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself and be good to yourself. Mm-hmm.